Thanks for tuning in to Start With Scripture, a Hesed Heart podcast. I'm your host, Audrey Grove, here to bring you scripture reading and application that can fit into your morning routine and your busy schedule. Learn more at hesedheart.com. Good morning, my friends, and happy Wednesday. Yesterday, we wrapped up chapter 15 in Acts, and we saw the letter that was written to the Gentiles that covered this idea of watching out for pitfalls, for roadblocks in your spiritual walk. Again, these laws, respecting God's wishes, his calling, his will, it's not a salvation issue. We don't do it to become saved. We don't do it to finish that work, but we do it because it was finished on the cross. And we are living out God's love for us, our love for him, and we are following his call intentionally out of love. And we saw at the very end yesterday, Paul chose Silas to begin to travel with him and they went and they were strengthening churches and that is where we're going to hop in today we are in acts chapter 16 verse 1 and i'm reading from the esv paul came also to derby and to lystra now remember his intention he said to barnabas back in the last chapter he said let us return and visit the brothers in every city where we proclaimed the word of the lord and see how they are so paul came also to derby and to lystra in derby many people believed In Lystra, those were the people who actually worshipped Paul and Barnabas as if they were gods themselves. That was where Paul was stoned. If you want a refresher, that is back in Acts chapter 14. So Paul came also to Derbe and to Lystra. A disciple was there named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer. But his father was a Greek. So we see Timothy here is actually the Timothy that Paul was writing to in his letters, 1st and 2nd Timothy. And it's really interesting to see how unique of a view Timothy would have had with a Jewish mother who is now a believer in Christ and a Greek Gentile father. He was well spoken of by the brothers at Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. So, did Timothy need to be circumcised in order to be saved? That's what people were preaching in the last chapter, chapter 15, that the elders and the leaders, they addressed with that letter. Now remember, they said not to add an extra burden, not to put a yoke upon them. So was circumcision this action necessary for Timothy to be saved? Absolutely not. However, Paul and Timothy made this intentional decision in order to better minister to the Jews in order to be more readily accepted and welcomed so that that would not hinder their sharing of God's word. At least that is how I I read this and I understand it. 
Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and circumcised him because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went on their way through the cities, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. So the churches were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in numbers daily. So as they went, they were sharing the decisions that had been reached in Jerusalem that they wrote about in that letter. So for a quick refresher, it says, For it has seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us to lay on you no greater burden than these requirements, that you abstain from food which has been sacrificed to idols and from blood and from what has been strangled and from sexual immorality. These cultural things that were a part of their everyday life, sacrificing to idols, sexual immorality, that now, as they're believing in God, those don't align with God's standards of life. So they are sharing that. And again, we see when they share God's call, when they share his truth, the churches were strengthened in the faith and they increased in numbers daily. So up until this point, all of the preaching and teaching that we have seen has been in modern day Israel, Syria, and Turkey. Of course, these were different regions at the time, but that's the area of the world where we have seen them sharing and preaching. And now they're actually going to be moving north of the Mediterranean Sea over towards Greece. And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And Asia at the time was a region in Turkey, not actually the big continent that we picture today. So they moved through that area over towards the coast. And when they had come to Mysia, another region in Turkey, they attempted to go into Bithynia. But the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing through Mysia, they went down to Troas, which was actually on the coast. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, one interesting thing to point out, remember Luke is the author of Acts, and now we move from all of this third person, Paul, he did this, to now a first person, we did this. Many people believe that Luke actually joined Paul on some of his missionary journey and some of his preaching and teaching. So setting sail from Troas, we made a direct voyage to Samothrace, and the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. So now they've actually moved from modern-day Turkey into Greece to the city of Philippi. And this region, this church, is the letter that Paul wrote the book of Philippians. That was addressed to the church in this region. And from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony, so full of Gentile people. We remained in this city some days, and on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate to the riverside, where we supposed there was a place to pray. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had come together. 
One who heard us was a woman named Lydia from the city of Thyatira, a seller of purple goods who was a worshiper of God. The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul, and after she was baptized and her household as well, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come to my house and stay. And she prevailed upon us. What a beautiful thing. Paul and Silas following God's lead. First, looping back around to the churches that Paul had already established, and then moving through modern-day Turkey all the way over to modern-day Greece, where they met this woman, Lydia. All the while they were preaching and teaching, many people believed and were strengthened in the faith, and they increased in number every day. And now they meet this woman, Lydia, who the Lord, it says, opened her heart to pay attention to what was said by Paul. God did that. And after that, we see that she had faith in Christ because she was baptized in her whole household. And then she invited Paul and Silas to stay with her. What a beautiful picture of the work that God can do through his people when we are listening to his call, when we are following his spirit. We see that several times Paul and Silas were redirected, not being allowed to go into Asia by the Holy Spirit, not being allowed to go to the region of Mysia by the Spirit of Jesus. And we see that many were strengthened, many came to faith, and Lydia herself believed and was baptized. Where is the Spirit of God calling you to move, to work, to speak this week? Even if it's not what you expect, even if it's not what you prefer, where is God's Spirit leading you to act or to share this week? I will see you tomorrow morning.